0: A passive Airbnb business right out of the gate with no experience, how's that even possible? Well, Russ and Joey are gonna tell us today here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey guys, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley, Uh, two good friends of mine, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray, who are with the Wealth Without Wall Street Podcast. They were both supposed to be on this one, but Russ had a power outage, so he wasn't able to join, but Joey was able to speak for the both of them. And I just love this story because it is unlike any other Airbnb story that I've really heard where people literally who have zero experience just... Go and automate it right from the get-go and hire someone to do it for them. Um, If that sounds like something that you want to do right away, or if you eventually want to get to that point, this is going to be really valuable for you. But by the way, part of automating this process is using a tool called Price Labs. If you're not using it already, you should be. It's dynamic pricing. It's going to help you to be able to get more occupancy, higher rates, and you're using a lot less of your time to put all of your efforts into getting booked. And you can get a free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash Price Labs. Plus, you're going to get an onboarding training if you use that link. So go do it. You won't regret it. And by the way, we've got videos that also show you how to just get Price Labs set up ourselves. So all you have to do is search Price Labs on the Fearless Investor YouTube channel, and you'll find four, five, six videos right there that will literally just show you how to get your Price Labs started up. Started up. And so go do that again, fearlesskyle.com forward slash Price Labs. But right now, we're going to get to it with Russ and Joey, really just Joey, on how to be able to create a $50,000 per month passive income, and part of that being Airbnb. Uh, guys, really excited today. We were supposed to have both Russ Morgan and Joey Murray, the wealth without Wall Street guys, here with us. But uh, Russ had a power outage, so we have just the you know the better the better looking of the half, right, Joey?
1: Thank you. Yes, <laughs> uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm excited to have you guys, well, you on, and I'm sure uh, we're going to see Russ probably commenting here in a bit. Uh, But for those of you that are watching live and listening live on Airbnb Masterminds right now, please drop your comments. These guys are the kings of passive income. We're talking about how they went from $3,000 a month to $50,000 a month of passive income. And especially building Airbnb and short-term rentals into that. It's not just, you know, $50,000 is not just short-term rentals, but I really want to be able to talk about that a lot today, especially because you guys have that really dialed in by having amazing people on your team and uh, that's something that I know uh, you guys are very proud of so I want to share that today with people but I want to ask you really quick here um, we we always like to start with what's your craziest Airbnb story how much do you even know what your craziest Airbnb story is or you just pay Clint well enough to, to not bring you the problems
1: Man, I, I will tell you that is one hundred percent true. Clint is the man. He 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 buff. Uh, what's the word? Buffers us yeah. from all the crazy. But I will tell you that our first unit was my condo that I owned since two thousand four. That was a dog. It was the worst long term rental you could ever have. But it's the greatest short term rental you could ever have. Okay. And right above it was this crazy lady. And so we we kick off the Airbnb business. It's doing well in this unit. The HOA president, they start just beaming me. Hey, what, what's going on? You can't have a business, you know. Like I had to field all these questions that were like, oh my gosh, this is a, what have I got myself into? Yeah. The the HOA is gonna crush me. And it was all because of this lady above us. And she was just adamant she did not want a airbnb business happening below her the unit below her and she's just constantly complaining it doesn't matter we're not being loud. anything we even put the noise aware system in the unit so that we could make sure we knew what the decibels were like and all this kind of stuff and lo and behold about a year in she's moved yeah so we won we won i couldn't believe it but anyway it, it didn't get out of hand but she was definitely a thorn in her side until she left stand your ground stick That's that right. flag in the
0: in the ground good job good job <laughs> all right well uh joey i'm i'm excited i i wish we had both of you here but i do know that uh one is better than none and we're gonna have some fun today uh so tell me a little bit before we jump into everything here. Wealth Without Wall Street. Tell our audience what that's all about and uh, what your guys' mission is with that podcast.
1: Well, at the at the bottom line, people who want to be financially free, I, I say that very specifically because there are people that like the idea, but they're not people that are motivated mm-hmm. to make a change. So you want financial freedom and you want to do so without having a 401k, without paying off your house, without the IRA, and all the things that people say that you need, we're we're your place. We're your home for that. We do that through creating your personal monetary system, building passive income streams, and making you the best investor that you can be. We do that through all sorts of various courses and groups and masterminds and all these things, but that's the baseline of what we do.
0: That's awesome. And I I've gotten a chance to really get to know you and Russ, you guys are some of my favorite people. And, and so I love the podcast too. And funny, I know that, you know, the story, but I have to tell everyone because funny story I had <laughs> Russ and Joey on our show. Gosh, first time must've been about two, two and a half years ago. And you were both just getting started into short-term rentals, but you told me about your podcast. You even sent me a shirt, of uh, wealth without wall street. I wear it all the time. And I started dating my now wife and she comes up to me and she's like, babe, I just got done listening to this awesome podcast. It was all about like creating wealth and you don't do it without Wall Street. I was like, was it called Wealth Without Wall Street? She's like, yeah, it's these guys, Joey and Russ, they're awesome. I'm like, I know those guys. They literally <laughs> like sent us a $200 uh, <laughs> gift certificate to our favorite restaurant because I I helped them out a little bit. She's like, what? So it's, good. So, it's so, so cool. Funny. So funny, but that, that's how much I, I really enjoy both of you. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to, to the audience today. Guys, get your questions ready. Let's start asking questions. But uh, I want to know, why why did you decide that that was something that you were passionate about teaching people? Um, what's the story behind that?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it, because it was my story, right? Mm-hmm. I was a highly commissioned salesperson in the mortgage industry, for almost 11 years. And during that time, I felt like I was checking all the boxes, right, doing all the things that I was told would make me financially successful. And here I was in my late 20s, I was making over $300,000 a year. And I didn't feel wealthy at all. In fact, I didn't have access to any capital. When deals would come across my, my plate, I was like, Oh, that's great. I can't take advantage of that. And it was constantly because I was putting money in the 401ks, IRAs, thinking about like 529 plans for my daughters and for their college planning and stuff. And the, the bottom line was I, was, I was not in control of my own finances. And I didn't even know what financial freedom looked like. I didn't know that passive income being greater than monthly expenses is how you define financial freedom. So I was just expecting long-term, oh, I just keep putting money away, keep putting money away. And then like 40 years from now, I'll be able to hopefully have enough to live on and be able to draw down. And that system was broken. And to the point where, and and I'll tell you where the, the rub really came for me is when I was that guy on vacation with my beautiful daughters. I have five daughters, you know this Kyle, but I'll tell everybody else. And I'm on vacation and I would tell my daughters, and my wife, hey, you guys go down to the beach. I'll I'll be down there. I just have to take one more phone call. And guess what? That one phone call turned into two phone calls, turned into three. And then two hours later, I come down to the beach and they're walking up to the beach with the uh, face of disgust because I'm not present. And but what that told me is this system doesn't work, Right. I want financial freedom today. I want to be able to dictate what my time looks like and be able to spend time with my daughters while they're young. They want to play Barbies. They want to hang out with dad now because they think I'm cool. That doesn't last very long, right? And so how do I take control of my finances to to put all those pieces? They're, They're all there, but put all those pieces into a place where it The end result is what I want. I'm not just putting up with what I've been given. And anyways, long story, but Russ and I started working together, implementing all the things that we do now. And um, lo and behold, 2014, I was able to go and start Wealth that Wall Street with him and be able to help other people along the same path of getting to financial freedom.
0: Man, I I love it. And I can relate to that so much. Um, You know, I used to justify by saying, well, at least I'm on vacation. I'd rather be taking a phone call on vacation than, than taking phone call from my office. right? Yep. And um, a lot of that really was when I was in the multi-level marketing industry, which I, I would do it all over again because it, it developed so many great skills for me. But that was one thing is just getting on these calls all the time, having to lead so many people, having to train so many people and and, uh, you know, doing it from the beach, but also like not being present, you know, and just wondering, oh, am I missing a phone call and missing something important, even though you're at the beach, you're really your mind's at the office, you know, and that's, that's uh, not fair for the, the loved ones that are around you for sure. Um, so I, I love that, man. What was that first step into passive income? Did you say, did you already have an idea of where you wanted to go with that or what that vehicle was going to look like? Or did I- you have to do some research?
1: Man, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I'll, I'll tell you, I think that's one of the benefits that you have with working with people um, who have been there, done that is you always hear about other people's money, OPM, right? in in the real estate investing space or like, oh, OPM, I can go borrow money from people to to do this deal. But I think it also comes into, man, you use my money in the, in the sense of the the mistakes that I made. That's OPM, right? Learn from that. So you don't have to spend your money to figure out the same thing. Um, You know, I, since I was in the mortgage business, my first real entree into passive income was, hey, I've got some capital and I've got people that are looking for private loans. I'll do some private loans at 10% interest, 15 year mortgages. They were good deals. They weren't bad. But what I found is I ran out of capital really quick. Yeah, yeah. And and it was tied up for a really long time. And I was like, hoping that they were going to pay it off quickly. And gratefully, they did within a couple of years. But the whole time I was thinking, I don't know if I like this. It's coming back too, too slowly. And um, it's tied up for way too long. So anyways, I learned from that and then started interviewing people on the podcast. Uh, This was back in 2017. And started saying, wow, there's tons of great ideas out here. Which ones are right for me? And then subsequently me and Russ, you know, to invest in together. And that started to kind of like, okay, let's start down that path and and start figuring out what sort of investors are we, and then start putting our money into those deals. Awesome. Um, And guys, as you're listening in here, I just
0: posted this in the comments watching on the facebook live right now or if you're watching on replay a couple weeks later here on youtube post in the comments how much is your current passive income per month and how much you want it to be what's that goal if it's zero right now but you want it to be at ten thousand dollars that's okay like zero everyone has to start somewhere right so just like us being a host on airbnb we all have to start with zero reviews but we want to get to a certain amount of reviews eventually but same thing here how many? How much do you do you want your passive income to be? That's what I want to know right now. Put it in the comments, and if you have a reason why for that too, I would like to know that as well. Uh, Joe, you just talked about meeting your your own expenses, right? And that's financial freedom—just being able to have your passive income pay for your life expenses. And there you go—that's that's financial freedom. But for some, the goal might be a little bit bigger or even a lo- little bit smaller. So I want to know why, um, Joey. What was the you, you said you got some people on on the podcast. You started asking them what were some of the the ways that you were seeing were standing out right away for passive income that you're like, all right, time to dive into that.
1: Well, the ones that kind of, at least initially, we started hearing a lot of syndication deals, right? Like multifamily apartments, storage, um things of that nature. And we actually took the plunge on one of these um, multifamily deals. I did some due diligence. Flew out to Arizona, met the met the operators, their staff, everybody, and we we're like, man, this seems like a, a legit group. You know, I think it'll be great. What we didn't realize is that we're not really great um, investors in syndications because we're we're a little bit more hands on, like okay. not from the standpoint of being an operator, but being an advisor, being influential in the process. Okay. Like we want to have some say in how it's being done versus just kind of hands off, not you know, don't be involved, just get a get a dividend check, which I think is a good differentiator. Like as you're listening to us have this conversation, you may be like, Well, Joey, I'm that guy. Like, I don't want to be operationally involved or influential in any way. And that's great because it helps you to get really confident about where you're p- parking your capital. Uh, but in our case. One, the deal didn't work out very well. It's one of the only multifamily syndications that didn't make money from 2017 to 2020. Like <laughs> I don't know how many multifamily deals made like double triple money. We made virtually nothing. There was all sorts of behind the scenes on that. but th- those are some of the deals we started hearing about. Um, and then the the first ones that really caught our attention was the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. space uh from a from a um rental arbitrage perspective right. and and then like land flipping was the other big one that we we dove into but you know for purposes of today that was the the Airbnb thing was was huge for us
0: awesome why did Airbnb stand out so much for you
1: well it just seemed like an amazing opportunity to get in at the ground level um, like this is just this was a new idea back in i guess it was probably 2018 to 2019 is when we started hearing people talk about it right and the fact that you could get in it had a low barrier of entry from a capital perspective you know like not having to buy the property um, opened our eyes to man i can control a cash flow without having to put up all this capital to purchase real estate and we're like man this is a way you could scale your your passive income quickly but the big like burden or or hurdle for us is we're not op- operators yeah right so you yeah. could tell us how easy it is and how man you can go and build these systems and all that and we're like man that sounds awesome for somebody else because <laughs> yeah. we can, we can't we can't follow through you know yeah. and and so that our biggest hurdle was well this sounds great but we could never do it cuz we just we can't be active in the business it has to be a passive business yeah and so we just noodled on that for a while and then we kind of were like okay we're going to take action and we're going to figure out a way to make it passive awesome and i want to dive into that in a second here but
0: there's a few things that i really want to just give some clarity for people on right now so what what is a in all the ways that you've been looking at for passive income you put in call it $10,000, you're going to get on average return on that investment in year one. What are you going to typically get on that on most passive investments?
1: I'd say if it's truly hands-off passive, you're probably looking at an eight to 10% on average, maybe as much as 13 or something like that, but it's in that range. Yeah.
0: So, if I put in $10,000, I'm going to get somewhere between really about 800 to a thousand of that back. It's going to take me about 10 years to earn all my money back. Why would someone want it? So why would someone want to do that? I'm, I'm brand new. I'm listening right now. Why in the world would I want to give $10,000 away when I know I'm not going to get that back for another 10 years?
1: Well, it's because, um, you want that money to be at work, right. And you want it to be growing. Uh, the alternative is, what What else would you do with it, right? If you put it in the stock market, um, you're going to be totally putting that at risk and you have no control over it. Um, it you're looking for an alternative to that and, and or just leaving it in savings, which right now savings is losing, as you can tell from inflation today, I mean, in almost double digits. So that $10,000, it could be losing, $800 to a thousand dollars a year just by sitting still. So you've got to be proactive about growing it. And, and so I can park it somewhere, get 10% back per year. And that's with me being completely hands off. Um, so th- I don't know if that fully no, it, it, it
0: does. And I think the key word there is that you're you're parking the money, you're not giving the money away, right? You know, it's, that's right. it's typically in an asset that you at some level will still have access to that money, or at least that's still that, that $10,000 that you put in is still uh, to some degree yours. Is that a good, accurate description?
1: That's great, great point. Yes. Yeah.
0: So now compare that to what you saw from the Airbnb and short-term rental side, what kind of returns did you see were possible?
1: Oh gosh. You know, I I'm the worst at calculating this. Russ will probably be the one he'll, he'll probably pipe in on uh, um, Facebook here, and tell you the exact numbers. I'm terrible at it. But I want to say it's in the in the fifty to sixty percent range um, is what we've been able to see very consistently um, across all the units that we've started. And uh, that's slightly lower than probably um, what you would do if you're operating it yourself. Mm-hmm. But by having a full-time operator running our business, that's just a cost of uh, an expense that we are willing to pay even with lower returns, because it allowed us to scale super quickly and, and again, maintain it to be a passive business.
0: Yeah. And so now that same $10,000 is now returning $5,000, $6,000 in year one, fully passive, fully automated, someone else running it for you. Um, Guys, this is this is the power of this business, you know, and and that's why I wanted to bring Russ and Joey on because how, how much of that $50,000 of passive income comes from Airbnb for
1: you guys? So it varies. Um, I would say on average, it's about 15 to maybe 20,000 um, because there's some months in the early part of the year, January, February, that are just really low months. It's a seasonality to the business, uh, at least in our market. And and so it averages out. But last month, uh, it was right over 30,000. So wow. it, it definitely varies. So legitimately right
0: around... Between 40 to 60%, depending on the month, is coming from short-term rentals. Right. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's awesome. Okay. So how did you make this thing passive? Right. You've got a lot of things going on. You're teaching people how to create passive income. And so you had to make this passive from the get-go. How
1: did you do that? So I, I'm going to I'm going to make a, a statement and then I'll tell you how we how we went about it. I believe, and Russ and I actually both, we talk about this a lot, that there are people with more time than money. And then there are people with more money than time. And if those two can get together and partner on a deal, love that. there's a lot of power, okay? In fact, we just, uh, we just interviewed a guy. Um, I don't know if you ever interviewed Travis Smith with um, TribeVest. Yeah, I have yeah okay. so you you understand the platform that he has, but the the power of investing with others is is pretty amazing. It, it's actually kind of like one plus one equals three. and And that's really what we found is that we cannot be the operator. We know that God has not given us those kind of talents, <laughs> um, possibly for a reason. Um but then there are other people that are really gifted in those areas, and they have the time. To invest in it. And and so really that's what drove us to say, how can we make this passive? It's going to have to be somebody that we we know, like, and trust, who um, actually has a skill set and has the time and motivation to help us build something special. And and so that's really how we we went down the path. That's how we met Clint. Uh, Actually, we we knew Clint for several years before that, but um, he was in the position where he was looking for something new and was on the, 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 you know, hey, I want to get involved in something really special with you guys. And it was just the perfect timing for all of it to come together. That's awesome.
0: So I think a lot of people right now are wondering, well, how, how did you have someone just come in and start doing that if you yourself did not know how to do that?
1: <laughs> great, 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 great question. So here's what we put up. And I, here's what I'd say is the risk in this kind of a transaction is that we were putting a lot of faith in the fact that he was gonna follow through and to the point where we put up the money for him to have a salary that was not enough money. Uh, it was way too much money with one or two units and it was gonna be kosher once we got to 12 to 15 units. Okay. If that makes sense. So we so we put up the money for a salary. So it gave him the uh, the safety. To build a business, okay. you know, you can't you can't do it just on hope, right? Uh, the second thing is we invested in a coaching course where he was going to have a direct coach to walk him through setting up the business. He he could watch all the videos, but he also had somebody a mentor who would walk him through and say, "Hey, when you do this, you should do it this way. When you do it this way, you know." The, the security system needs to be set up this way so that you can have this, this, and this capability to, to check guests in, to, you know, all the all the systems behind it were going to be critical for us to be able to scale. And so we paid for that up front. And again, you're kind of like, well, he could have just walked away at any time. But I think the 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 point of it was is that we had a partnership mentality that was going to be much bigger than just you know, a salary and some coaching. It was going to be like, man, let's build an empire together. And this is the first step in that process. That is gold. I mean, I I hope
0: some people heard that here. And by the way, I'm usually saying hi. What's up, Carlos? What's up, Nathan, Gladys, Lynn, Kelly, Sonny. Welcome in everyone, Helen. Uh, Thank you for posting. Get ready to start asking some questions here, especially on this topic, because I think this is, This is so unique. Most people can't even, most people get to five units. They do it themselves. They're the operator. And they're like, I can't even wrap my mind around teaching this to someone else. You guys had not even done any operations. All you said is you had more time or more money than you had time. And Clint had more time than he had money came together. You trusted each other and you gave him the power to go build his own business by salaried him and hooking him up with a mentor. That's right. There's so many variables there that for most people would look at that and say, that's, that's too many variables. It's, it's not going to work out. It's not going to go right. And then there's some people who don't even trust themselves enough to take the coaching course or to take the mentorship program to even do it themselves. But you guys saw a vision. You brought on the right person to implement that. You were the visionaries. You brought on the implementer. You spent the money was there had to be fear that this was not going to work out.
1: Oh yeah, I, I definitely had my doubts. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, human nature can always take over, and you never know when that could possibly, you know, be the case. But I think the the bigger question, or I will say this, having an outside coach actually created a good bit of accountability with all three of us. Because one, we're paying the bill for somebody to be investing in our operator. And our operator has then got to take our dollars and make this, this business. And so it's kind of like, all right, we're paying you to be the accountability factor in all this. If things are not moving along, you need to let us know, right? If, if Clint isn't doing the follow through that he's, he was supposed to be doing with his coach, we have kind of a built in like, hey, a red alert, like something's not right here. But it still wasn't a fail failsafe. I mean, it still wasn't, you know, perfect. Um, but at least by having that third-party mentor coach, it gave us a little bit more like um, safety in the process. Does if that makes sense? Yeah. No, it does. It does absolutely. Um, and they had a proven track record too. It was. It wasn't just like, oh, well, I think I know a little bit about Airbnb. It's like, hey, this is what we do. We coach people, and these are the results. This is, you know, multiple students that have had this kind of experience and when we told them that we were hiring an operator to do this they said nobody does that why would you do that like they're like you can't do this business that way we're like well we're gonna try because we can't do it personally this is the only way we can think to do it and they're like ah okay do you want to do it and so there wasn't a whole lot of confidence in there but um you know looking back it was it was the right move and yeah, let's let's talk about what's happened
0: since then. What have the results been? Um, where are you guys at in your business now?
1: Yeah, so uh, I mentioned kind of what the range is that we we see in terms of the income from the business. Uh, we we went from one unit, which was my dog condo, that you know again flipped it to short term rental, and after after almost fifteen years of making like fifty to one hundred dollars a month in a long term rental which means I lost money because any repair cost me more than I was making. Right. The very first month as a short-term rental, this thing netted over like $2,000. Wow. And I thought, this is brilliant. You know, this, this validated the whole thing. because, Again, we had interviewed um, at least two people on the podcast that talked about this Airbnb arbitrage. And so we we're like, man, it sounds like a great idea, and but once you do that first unit and you see that first month's results, you're like, it actually works. Mm. And and so we we went from that one unit to um, within the first twelve months, we had scaled to like eighteen units. I want to say our goal was fifteen, and Clint got us to eighteen, which was amazing. And now we're up to twenty six units. Um, three of those units are actually outside investors units that we're managing now outside of the ones that we've taken on. Okay. Um, and so that, that's what our kind of our portfolio looks like. Almost all of them are apartments. Um, but we do have, as I mentioned, some outside investors, those are houses. And, uh, and like I mentioned also, um, mine is a condo. And so that's, that's the, the mix of what we have. Why did you like going for apartments to start off? I think uh, just from the ease of, you know, scale, you, you know, you, you have like uh, one of the complexes that we have, I think we have 13 units in another one, we have eight units. So it's one location, but we have all these essentially opportunities for cash flow in the, in that one location. So we, our cleaners go to one place. Um, if there's any sort of like, you know, we can p- put supplies in that location to just keep it for ease of replenishing those. Um, and and be honest, things we figured out after the fact is that the apartment complexes love us. In fact, they kept coming back to us when they had uh, vacancies and saying, hey, we're about to renovate this unit. Would you guys want this one? Mm. And, and that was, again, case in point, you have the great right operator, he's making relationships with the people there on, you know, feet on the ground in the apartment complex, the leasing agents and everybody else. And they really like him a lot because they don't, he doesn't bother them for issues. He pretty much, if there's anything super easy, he just fixes it himself. He doesn't ask them to come in and fix it. He keeps it super clean. And, you know, Anyways, just he's partnered with them. So, man, we we got multiple of units just because the leasing agents called us first. Nice. And that was a huge benefit.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So it can take off easily. It's the ease of being able to to just have everything in one spot. I I really like the fact that you don't have to worry about lawn care. You don't have to worry about pests. You don't have to worry about the expenses or the maintenance of all that. Um, that, That's a really nice added benefit of apartments as well.
1: Oh, and and not to mention, at least two of the major apartment complexes that we've partnered with have amazing amenities Mm. that we don't pay for. Yeah. But they sell the listing like crazy because, you know, people coming into town, you have a really nice outdoor area, nice pool, um, you know, place to, you know, to just relax. They have walking trails, a lake, like all this stuff that you would never have in just a single family home. Um, and I don't have to maintain it. Someone else is doing that. So that's, it's, it's always a benefit.
0: Yeah. I got to stay at one of yours. And I'm, unfortunately we got into town too late to enjoy the the pool and the outdoor area. But I was like, wow, this, this is a really nice complex. It felt more like a condo complex than anything, but it was a So yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, couple questions here from the audience. Uh, Lynn asked, uh, is your net 50K or is your gross the 50K? And then you pay Clint's cut and cleaners. But uh, Lynn, I just want to make sure it sounds like you might've missed this part. Uh, the 50K is not all Airbnb. Joey and Russ are doing 50K combined in all their passive income. The Airbnb is typically between about 15 000 to 30,000 of that 50K.
1: And, and that's all net that we- um, report. So all of our businesses have overhead and, you know, our land flipping business, our Ethereum miners, our, uh, the RV that I rent, um, our e-commerce businesses, all those things have overhead. So we, we just report the net every single month on our podcast. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: What do you believe to be a fair amount to pay someone like a Clint if someone's going to have that in their business and you don't need to tell us what you're paying him, but let's just take, you know, let's just take the gross that you're making after your initial expenses, the rents and the, you know, repairs and the cleaning and the supplies. And now what's left over for the company, how much of that typically is going to a, let's call them a COO or CEO of. of Yeah.
1: Well, the good, the good news is, is I think this is something that you get to control. It's not like a given especially in this industry right now, it's so new. You can, I mean, you can really build this out however you want. Um, and I, I liken it to the sense that um, you could have, you know, even a young college kid or someone that didn't go to college that just decides, man, I want to kind of blaze my own trail. Yeah. This is a way that they could essentially um, pay for an internship. Like yeah. if you think about it, they were willing, if, if people are willing to go to to college and pay thousands and thousands of dollars to have no income at the end of it, except the ability to earn more income, right? At least that's what they're buying into. That's exactly what you could offer people in this business, right? The ability for them to come in and to learn at a, a lower than normal, potentially rate for the upside of the knowledge, right? What you can do with knowledge is far greater than what you can do with money. Um, so so to your point, I mean, I think that there's partnerships that are happening out there where there's like a percentage share of the gross or net uh, revenue. And in our case, we just decided to pay a salary because, you know, Clint is a more established, you know, um, he, had a, he had a son and, you know, we wanted to make sure he felt supported and we didn't know how this was going to work out. You know, we didn't know if a percentage was going to be fair or not. And that also showed our seriousness to him, I think, in terms of building the business. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like what the, the average, what you would say, like percentage that he sees from the business. Um,
0: yeah. And, and don't feel like you got to share that. But I mean, I, what I like is wh- one of the things I love about this business is I have not seen a business business. From one person, one operator of short-term rentals to the next, that is the same. It, it's all it's all different. One person has in in-house cleaning, the other one has, you know, uh, a cleaning company. The other one person is starting with an operator, the other person is operating until they're at five or ten units, and then they're bringing on an operator. One has a cleaning manager, the other one doesn't. There's so many different ways to do this. You got to do what makes sense for your business, right? What makes sense for right. your bottom line you have to know your expenses, you have to know at some point, like, does it make sense for me to actually do all this in house or to just hire a co hosting company, because I have a lot of money, but not a lot of time, I really, I'm going to start using that a lot more, because I I love that you, you shared that, like, for me, at this point, and probably the same for you guys to go and to try to replicate this in another market, just feels exhausting to me, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't want to go and train someone else. I'd much rather teach a bunch of people how to do it on, on their own and let them go in and, you know, reap the benefits. And I get to be able to, to see their success as well. So, I mean, it's
1: do, do what's best for you. Right. That's right. Well, you got clear when you're clear on what you're trying to accomplish the decision and how you design the business. It just, it just happens, right. You just follow that path. And that's why you see so many different variations of how people in this industry have operated.
0: Yeah, exactly. A Couple more questions and we're gonna wrap this thing up. So guys, if you have any more questions for Joey, please post them right now in the comments. Uh, Outside of Airbnb, you already talked a little bit about syndication for apartments. What are other ways or maybe even things that you're looking to right now uh, do for passive income that you think would be a good start, first start for, for people outside of Airbnb?
1: Yeah, so so first and foremost, a couple things. Um, number one, we report on our whole passive income, you know, portfolio every single month, so you can look that up on our our podcast, our YouTube page, whatever, whatever, however you like to look at it. And we just share all of it because there's it's not all you know unicorns and rainbows every single month. There are things that we've learned and continue to learn. Um, I think the the things that we're most interested right now. Um, there's three things that we've been looking at. Number one, a, um, a syndication around um, carbon, uh, carbon capture. So CO2 scrubbers, uh, they're these machines that they put at the natural gas wells that okay. take the, the carbon dioxide out of the natural gas to, to cleanse it so that it can be pumped straight to the end consumer. Um, Interesting. They're very, very profitable. To the point where, um, you know, even as an a limited partner in one of those deals, I mean, it, it's close to a forty percent return, along with um, additional like double tax savings. So, if I invest a hundred thousand, I get two hundred thousand dollars towards my active income, and wow. it's an amazing opportunity that we're we're doing our due diligence on and. I'm working with one of our mastermind members who actually is providing it. So that's super interesting to us. And then the second thing is just in the last two weeks, we've been pitched on two different e-commerce businesses that both have full-time operators. So you'll you'll hear the you know the theme with us is man, the operator has to be the the key cog in the wheel. If we don't have that, we're really not interested. Um, But one is a uh, recreation and like billiards kind of company, which it sounds totally bizarre because, you know, I can beat Russ and pool like a like a (laughs) redheaded stepchild. Um, And the second one is like a, a prepping company, like, you know, somebody who's doing prepper materials and stuff like that. So totally random, the actual products. But looking at the business and the operations and how long they've been around and so on and so forth, um, one of the, the the one that's the billiard company is also owner financing, which is also super interesting to us. So those are just kind of some things we've been looking at very recently. I'm really interested
0: in that that CO2 deal there. I don't even know what you said there, but. <laughs> All I heard was double tax savings and <laughs> <laughs> life bulbs went off. So you need to keep me in the loop on that, okay? I will. I will. As we get closer to it, I will awesome. Uh, Joey, what where can people find you is is just going and checking out the podcast the best place, or is there other places?
1: Well, I, I would say, um, man, most people they they just want to learn more about the process. How do they get started? Uh, we have a whole, like I mentioned, you know setting up your personal, monetary system, getting the passive income stream started and finding out your investor type, and then joining one of our masterminds to to really become the investor that you want to be. Uh, I just say the best thing is set up a call with one of our coaches. Go to wallstreet.com forward slash free call, uh, wallstreet.com forward slash free call. And uh, yeah, get started on that journey. It's a 15 minute, you know, just asking questions and making sure that we're a fit. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you for sharing your journey on passive income overall, and also in short-term rentals right from the get-go. This has been super eye-opening for, I hope, a lot of our audience listening in, and thank you for helping us to conquer the world of Airbnb. As I mentioned in this show, we already had Russ and Joey in an earlier episode a couple of years ago. In fact, it might even have been called Fearless Flipping at that time. But uh, if you want to go check that out, plus this episode and the show notes, all you have to do is go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash wealth without Wall Street. You'll be able to see both episodes and you'll be able to check out everything we just talked about again and all the show notes. So make sure to go check that out. As for now, we're going to go ahead and log off. Thanks for joining us here on the Fearless Investor YouTube channel and podcast, where we're helping you to conquer the world of Airbnb.